Greetings and welcome back to another and ongoing series of Shurim on Mishnah Yomit. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom, and I'm delighted to be part of this wonderful forum in which uh, we study two Mishnayot per podcast. This forum is sponsored by the Orthodox Union, hosted here at OU.org. We are studying Masechek Tubot. We're in the third parak, Elu Na'arot, about Knas for Ones and Mefateh. We're at the third Mishnah now. Now, Rashnit Arsavanit Garsha. Let's say a girl got betrothed and was divorced uh, before she ever got married. She's already out of the world of Knas. Knas is a Na'arash, a Na'murasa, meaning she was never Murasa. Mekiva says that because she never was married, therefore she is in the world of Knas. She gets a Knas if such a thing happens to her. Um, and uh, and uh, that she gets to keep the Knas because her father no longer has financial rights over her. Something we will discuss more in the fourth parak. Now, let's to look at the payments themselves. And let's go back, not actually go forward, to Bovacom in the eighth parak. And remember that in any case of battery or assault, the batterer has to pay typically five types of payment, including medical and, and, and shaming, etc. So we'll see how that plays out in the case of a fatan onus. I'm a fatan, which is a seducer. Noten Shadvaim has to pay three things. There's a knas we've already talked about. The ones pays four, which means besides the knas, there's two or three extra payments that are going to happen. The fatah has to pay for the shaming of the family and of the girl. And pegam, which is, on a uh, financial level, the devaluation of this girl as a girl who's no longer betula. And the knas itself, which is a standard 50. Mosif al the ones has to add, Shotein Atzari has to pay for pain because he raped her. Now, ma bein ha'ones l'mfates, what's the difference between the two? There's several differences that are critical. Ha'ones noten tatsar, mfates noten tatsar. One that we just said. Mfates doesn't have paid tsar. He seduced her. She was consenting, although at her age we don't consider it to be really a full consent. Ha'ones noten miyad. The ones has to give the 50 shekel immediately and still marry her. Ha'mfates l'kshiyotzi. The mfates, on the other hand, really puts the 50 aside as a security but if he marries her, then it remains sort of like a ktubah. And indeed, we learn the amount of the value of a ktubah from this case. And the corollary to that is that the ones is sort of stuck drinking what he plant, what he planted. Meaning that the ones has no choice here. If the, her father and she are interested in having uh, her be married to this guy, and he's stuck with that. He cannot divorce her, and there's a lot say in the Torah against divorcing her, and a constant say returning her if he does so. Whereas in a fatah can say, I won't marry her, instead I'll pay. So he does have a choice. All players here have a choice in the case of a fatah. One note before we conclude the podcast, just to understand, because in the modern thinking we would say, why would any father and any girl want the girl to be married to a guy who would do such a thing and uh, behave in such a terrible way towards her? Uh, and uh, the answer is uh, is something that is uh, you know we're not very comfortable with, but the reality is that um, that uh, that anthropologically things were very very different in the times both of the Tanakh and the times of Chazal, uh, where if a girl who was a betula was violated, um, chance, her chances of being able to find 
a, uh, a home in which uh, she could marry in, etc., were severely diminished and put her really in a, uh, her and her family in a really precarious position. And it was the responsibility of this fellow who had done this bad act to sort of compensate for that, as it were, and something that's going to compensate for the rest of his life. Um, it's something that if you look very carefully in Shmuel Bet Perkut Gimel in the story of Tamar and Amnon, it's what she seems to say to Amnon, that the worst thing that he's doing is after he raped her, sending her away. Uh, so indeed, we have to understand it in light of that, because certainly in the current uh, consciousness and the way that we would think and and uh, and uh, value system, we would think that why would this would be the last person in the world we'd want her to be married with, uh, and uh, and we would want her to spend her life with. Okay, we'll pick it up in Mishnah in the next podcast. Meantime, we should have a wonderful day.